Hey everyone, and welcome out to episode 45 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. It's me, it's Mark. Another episode, I can't believe we are now five episodes away from 50. Approaching one year of doing this podcast since I launched it, and holy crap, it's still going, and I'm appreciative of the numbers, the numbers are good, and yeah, what a week this has been. Now there are certain things that I'm definitely not going to talk about, just because it's you can see it on social media like and this is a podcast that doesn't really dabble in topics like that so not even going to talk about it just horrible things happening again that are coming to light in this industry of like streaming and video games and you know a lot of just like i'm i don't even know how to convey in words properly so that's not going to be talked about but i am going to be talking about mixer uh shutting down uh, that was a place that, you know, was my, my streaming home and, you know, the options now, just stuff around that. And then also, you know, video games, uh, right. But as a time of recording this episode, the steam summer sale has not started yet. I am fearful. So next week's episode is probably going to be me just crying about how many video games I bought and how I'm never going to actually be able to play any of them because I don't have enough time because I work full time. And then comic books, because in case you were wondering, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers number 50 dropped this week, which is the conclusion of the Necessary Evil arc, and so I'm going to be talking about that. I feel like this is like the third straight week from comic book standpoint, we've gotten a, a finale of sorts to something Power Rangers related. So yeah, that's going to be fun to talk about, and that's going to be later on. So I think I'm just going to start, I'm going to go right into video games I've been playing, because uh I've actually been playing a good amount of games outside of just Pokemon. And, I mean, we had new... There was another Pokemon, like, Nintendo Direct. And if you go on YouTube, there's a lot of dislikes. A lot of dislikes on that video because Nintendo and Game Freak now have partnered with Tencent Games to uh, make Pokemon Unite, which is basically a Pokemon MOBA. It's something that, like, I've talked about in the past on other podcasts where I was like, you know, hey, it'd be kind of cool to get a Pokemon MOBA. I used to play League of Legends a lot, and I dabble from time to time. I did play it excessively for a while. It was Arena of Valor, which is a game that Tencent worked on, so I see the parallels between the two games, so it is going to be very pick-up-and-play. Let's face it, it's also Pokemon, so it's demographic. It'll be easy for kids to play, most likely, but also the intricacies of, you know, a full-fledged MOBA. And only time will tell. There's no release date yet. And I think a lot of people are already on the hate train for it because of Tencent games and their standpoint with everything going on with, like, Hong Kong and China. So it's like, I don't get it. political things ever. Just, I can, I can understand the negativity, but not to the point where... You're going to boycott and just be hostile towards people who are actually genuinely excited for this game. All right. So, yeah, that's, you know, that was announced with that direct. That was it. Everyone was expecting, you know, like a Let's Go Eevee slash Let's Go Pikachu version of like Gen 3 or 4. That isn't going to happen. I mean, they still are waiting for the second DLC for Sword and Shield. And I seriously doubt they're going to announce a full-fledged, full-priced Pokemon game before dlc is even out for the current one because they're gonna want those sales first and they want people holding off and waiting for a new game instead pokemon snap aside because that's different that's not you know a gen related pokemon game so for games i'm playing right now um 
on the Switch. I'll start with the Switch because it's in front of me, even though I'm on my computer. Uh, Ninjala finally launched, which is kind of like Splatoon without the paint, and but you're a ninja, and it's either an eight-person free-for-all battle royale style or 4v4 teams. I'm actually really enjoying it. I do hate that the actual story is locked behind a paywall, the, like the single player. And even though it's on sale half off, it's four ninety nine. So that means, you know, if it wasn't on sale, it would be $10 just for chapter one of the story, which I assume there'll be more chapters later on that you have to buy. Then it has kind of like that seasons that a lot of like um, battle royale games have, like Warzone and Fortnite and even Division 2 has one. Destiny has one. And that's $10 too. So it's like, well, when you think about it, it's 15 sale taking the sale into factor that's 15 dollars for to basically have everything totally unlocked for now but you still have to like level up to unlock the stuff in the season obviously but i will say for a free-to-play game it is a lot of fun on the switch i am enjoying it um i last week i talked about pokemon cafe mix and i was under the assumption it was mobile only it is on the switch too um it's a cute game not gonna lie but I already beat it because once you make once you get up to like a hundred orders, you've kind of unlocked all the Pokemon that can work in the cafe and all the upgrades, and then you just wait because I guess they're going to be doing special events. So Score Bunny, who is the Fire Starter Pokemon in Sword and Shield, will be showing up starting I think July first, and so I think they're going to do it the route of every couple weeks or so. It's like oh, there's a special Pokemon that's going to appear for a limited time to you know, make drinks for or snacks, and ultimately they will join your cafe as staff member. Um, but yeah, I kind of cleared it in like the day it came out. So I was like, oh, well, that was quick. And one thing I was really annoyed about, because it is on mobile, like iOS, Android, and the Switch, you can transfer your game from Switch to Switch or mobile to mobile, but not Switch to mobile. So you have to have two different accounts. So I can't sit there and be like, oh, well, I'm going to leave my Switch home. I have my phone. I can play when I, you know, on my way to work or on my break at work, it's just, it, that's not an option. And I'm hoping when Pokemon Unite comes out that they will fix that because that's going to be really crappy if I have to have two different accounts and I can't play on my account, you know, when I'm at work or commuting or anything like that. So I won't, we won't, we really won't know until Pokemon Unite comes out and, you know, that's, we don't know. And there's no more details really for the game other than, the 11-minute presentation that they gave us. But, yeah, so Ninjala and Pokemon, Cafe Mix, those are the main games I've been playing. I finished the Pokédex and the DLC for Pokemon Shield, which I already talked about last week. And then for PC games, because it was on sale and I couldn't say no, I jumped back in and started playing uh, the Dark Pictures Man of Medan, or Medan. And that was one of those games that when I played on Xbox, I love... Until Dawn, and I love horror games, and I love cinematic narratives, like Choose Your Own Adventure style, which is why I like things like Heavy Rain, Beyond Two Souls, uh, what was that other game that came out? I'm um, drawing a blank. But other ones similar to it that had action, things like L.A. Noir, and then you had Man of Medan, Until Dawn, and now we have La- uh, Little Hope, which I don't know still when that's coming out. I think that's August. But I've been playing Man of Medan, and uh, on PC, like, I feel like every week now when I talk about games I play, because I'm playing more PC games, 
I'm drastically turning into like a PC master race like graphics knob because running that game on ultra settings is it's just it's so beautiful looking like it's just mm, I can't get over the, the visual quality like I thought it looked amazing when I was playing on Xbox and now I'm like on PC and I'm like it lo- it can look better like this this caught me off guard completely and oh De- Detroit uh become human that's another game oh, wow that was like I could that was the last PlayStation game I played before my PlayStation died so I'm surprised I would have forgot about that but yeah so the I love cinematic narrative games uh I talk about the order 1886 a lot and I just found out that studio got bought by Facebook I don't know what Facebook's up to like they are definitely up to something because they I'll get into the mixer thing later on but you know they partnered air quotes with mixer even though technically speaking it's technically a buyout because they're shutting down mixer that's not a partnership and for their for facebook gaming streaming now they're buying the studio behind the order 1886 i'm like they're up to something i don't know what they're up to but i'm curious to see what's what's going to be announced or what's going to happen in the future now because this is it's getting it's getting really like a lot of like dominoes are getting set up but i don't see in when they hit the domino rally set and they all start knocking down i'm curious to see what's at the end and yeah that's about it for oh no i forgot i'm sorry i've been playing one other game on pc that i was holding off on for a really long time i talked about it when it launched and i wasn't sure because like I played so many drag ball games that I feel like they're all the same at some point. Because I've been playing, you know, drag ball Z games since I was, you know, PlayStation. Like I had Ultimate Battle Twenty Two. I had I even imported Final Bout. So I've been playing drag ball. You know, all the Budokai's this and that. Like I've been playing drag ball Z games for a couple decades now. And I saw that Drag Ball Z Kakarot was on sale on Steam. And a lot of my friends were hyping it up, telling me, you know what, like, you gotta get it, you gotta play it, you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, like, you, you're doing a disservice if you're not gonna play it, and, because they're like, it's an RPG, there's more to it, it's not like playing all the other ones, like Xenoverse, and it's not, like, you'll enjoy it, so I picked it up, and I haven't played it too much, I'm still, I'm on the tail end of the Saiyan Saga, but I gotta admit, it is definitely a breath of fresh air in the Dragon Ball Z gaming franchise, and... I'm enjoying it. I think uh, it's definitely a game I'm going to put a good amount of time into. And I know there's one DLC pack out and they're going to do more DLC in the future. But I actually was enjoying it. I was like, wow, this is it looks good. It's a lot of fun to play. I like RPGs and it's not too RPG heavy. It's still technically a fighting game, but just the open world exploration, their side missions. It's not like other games where you know, you're on a main menu. It's like, okay, you played the saga. Here's the next saga. Oh, wait, here's a what if like little tree path to go down. And it's like, okay, I, this is just, this is unique. I am curious to see when I finish it and play the DLC, what new DLC will come out. And if this is going to be something where like, I don't see the Dragon Ball Z games, like outside of fighting games, like with Dragon Ball Fighters, there's no Dragon Ball Fighters Z like two they just do season passes add more characters in and i'm curious like with a game like this i don't see how like a sequel because they would have to go into like 
stuff from Dragon Ball Super, and the first DLC pack is uh, Lord Beerus anyways, so that kind of, you know, goes that route. So I'm curious to see where this game goes in the future. It's not, I don't even think it's a year old yet, so, you know, it's kind of too soon to be like, hey, sequels and this and that, but from what I'm playing right now, I'm really enjoying it, and I'm curious to see what other games are going to be on sale uh, starting at the end of the week, because that's going to be... That's going to be drastic. That's that I without a gaming PC, I was able to avoid the Steam summer sale for quite some time. Like I already have a large Steam library as it is when I used to PC game only. So I I have a feeling I'm going to buy a lot of games. I really do. But for right now, that's it for games. You know, I like I said, I'm back at work full time. So there's not really there's only so many hours in the day on top of like personal life and everything else and being comics. So I can't commit that many hours to video games like I did when I was in quarantine and I couldn't go anywhere and I was stuck in the house, but that's it for video games. I let's talk about Power Rangers because for the third week in a row, Power Rangers has another finale. Like necessary evil was such an intriguing like arc for me. Like Ryan Parrott, Phenomenal writer. I loved what he did with uh, TMNT and Power Rangers. Him and Cine Grace killed it with Go Go Power Rangers. Still sad that series is done, but it was a hell of a ride reading it. Necessary Evil, though, was it was kind of like I was weary at first because when they, between after Shattered Grid, there's this little time frame when they were doing Beyond the Grid and it was too space heavy for me. I was kind of like falling out of it and I was like, the writing was all right but the story they were telling just didn't really do much for me and it wasn't really until like necessary evil was starting up and i was like okay uh, i like this because they were still able to kind of pull more stuff from like multiverse galaxy other area like not just isolated to earth but they were still able to keep it grounded on earth to an extent and i like because of go go power rangers explaining you know, Jason and Zach and Trini leaving. So there was enough like going on in the story where I was like, okay, I'm, it's not too out there, so to speak. Um, I really enjoyed, you know, Trini got the spotlight in this issue and it kind of showed Rocky, Adam and Aisha kind of coming into their own as, you know, Power Rangers finally. And then you got the kind of, to the extent Tommy and Jason kind of squashing everything and working together, like it was really nice. Also, I like the Omega Rangers. The Omega Rangers are badass, and I'm hoping in the future we get more Omega Ranger stuff. Like I was hoping that with GoGo ending, we were gonna get like a new kind of like side comic series, and I was hoping it was gonna be Omega Ranger related, um, but it's not, sadly. So. I'm hoping down the road they come back to that and talk about it more and have more issues and flesh out the story of Jason, Trini, and Zack, especially because ultimately if the comic book does go to Zeo, we know Jason comes back as the gold Zeo Ranger. It'd be kind of cool to see that time frame because it was never shown on the show. They kind of just glossed over and then he's the gold Zeo Ranger. So um, I'm kind of hoping in the future we will get, you know, more more of the Omega Rangers. I that's 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 really all I want outside of regular Power Rangers, obviously. But the main thing is because I'm trying not to spoil the comic because it is you know uh, a major issue 
it is the end of an arc. But it does hit you with that to be continued at the end. And I was like, ooh. I was like, okay. So we're still going to get some major, like, outer-worldly threat coming into Mighty Morphin Power Ranger comic series. But I'm okay with that. Um, I also picked up uh, Thor from Donnie Yates. I haven't read it yet. At the time of recording it, I just got the comics. And first thing I did was read Power Rangers. Um, I was looking at my my list. Like, I'm trying to modify my pull list because I'm not pulling a lot of comics. And it's not that, like, I don't want to read a lot of them. I'm going to honestly start going digital for a lot of stuff now. Uh, just because saving space. And then the off chance, you know, I don't like a run. I could just stop. And I won't have in my collection a half-completed run because my... There's a set about my OCD and my collecting. If I start a run and I start to not like it, I have to keep going because it, I hate having incomplete sections in my, my collection. And so that's why that's why a lot of DC stuff I stopped pulling because I was just like, I don't want to read these anymore. I'm not really enjoying the story. And I don't want to have to pull, you know, 10 to 15 DC comics in a month because I want to keep a cohesive, clear cut collection so with dc now i'm actually picking up more trades than anything same with marvel outside of like the main x-men run from hickman and miles miles spider-man and i forgot what else i'm pulling thor and loki and stuff like that like i'm not pulling a lot of marvel i'm just waiting for trades for a lot of stuff and i know keeping up with the podcast to talk about weekly comics so i'm probably going to start trying to talk about comics that are coming out even if I'm not going to pull them, because you're like, as you've seen from when I first started the podcast and now, like I was getting, you know, eight, 12 books a week. Now I'm getting one to four at most a week. And I was talking to a friend of mine who's a comic book collector. We both like, you know, tell each other when new stuff's coming out and this and that. And I was just like, man, my pull list just dwindled. And his is like increasing. He's like, no, I was like, this is a good run. That's a good run. And I was like, I trust your advice on stories. You, we know each other's comic book, like what we like to read. But for me, I just, I'd rather wait till trades are out, save space. And honestly, like I'm kind of disappointed in my trade collection. I have a good amount and I always say I'm going to get more and I never do, but my comic book shop runs a lot of good deals on trades. So and uh, because I'm a part of like the VIP program, I get a discount on trades. So I'm going to start getting more trades. Uh, I'd like to have a nice, you know, shelf display of more, you know, trades because I do enjoy them. I think even series that I, like I collected comics from, I still get the trades for like No One Left to Fight, Jughead, Time Police, stuff like that. Like I'll get the trades of those just one to support the writers and the artists and to, you know, give them a sale. So hopefully another run gets picked up but also from the standpoint of it's easier like if it's a store i really enjoy i don't want to sit there and have to like take my comics out of the box find them read them put them back in i could just take the trade off the shelf read it and we're good to go also i while we're talking about comic books i guess like the last i'm out of the loop on a lot of announcements because a lot of stuff got pushed around i actually had a long conversation with the manager at my comic shop about this and there was just so like Everything's jumbled with releases. Everything got pushed back, delayed. We get it. You know, there was a stay-at-home order. Diamond wasn't actually printing comics. And I completely forgot that The Last Ronin was coming out, which was Eastman's Ninja Turtle arc that he wrote like in, like what, 87 or 88. And 
Uh, that's coming out finally. That's going to be, a, I think, a five-issue arc. But then I heard a rumor that CBS All Access is possibly going to turn that into a live-action series. And I was that intrigued me. I don't have much details on it. I haven't read anything about The Last Ronin other than that announcement because uh, I actually want to read it. So I, I'm very good at staying away from spoilers with comic books because I hate I hate spoilers for anything. And the only thing I hate more than spoilers is delays. And I hate that everything is getting delayed. Like, I don't even know when the New Mutants movie is coming out. I don't even know if that's coming out this year, next year, another five years from now. Tenet keeps getting delayed. Um, I know because cases are spiking. It's the only time I'm going to talk on this subject, by the way. Cases are spiking again. You know, certain states are doing no uh, travel bans over state lines like Texas. And people are starting to, like, close down things that were reopened. And I'm all for that. Precautionary measures to flatten the curve, so to speak. I hate, you know, sounding like everyone else talking. I'm okay with that. You know, I don't want to get sick. I don't want my family, my friends, anybody to get sick. So if it means things get delayed more because of certain... I'm okay with that. I know no bad ill will on my my part for that but yeah with movies being delayed that's why it's like i was gonna talk about because usually i talk about what i've been watching and there's actually nothing to watch i think i've actually completed netflix and amazon prime video and disney plus and hbo max and hulu like i have and showtime i have basically almost every streaming platform and i've literally exhausted my resources on what to watch except for shutter like shutter i'll go through and i'll rewatch horror movies all day on shutter i love that's my favorite streaming app of all time because i like horror movies they're my favorite i like horror games like horror genre anything is just mm, that's my go-to but that's it that's it for that that's that's all i have to say about gaming and movie stuff i want to talk about mixer for a second because for Almost three years, I've dabbled in streaming on Mixer, but I've been more of a viewer than streamer, given like hardware, working full time. Like, I was definitely a part time slash casual streamer, but I had a lot of friends who are partnered and a lot of friends who streamed on there. I think there's a reason why I left Twitch. Like, I have friends who are Twitch partnered and affiliates, and I will check out their stream. I'll support them with my Prime subscription. And I just, I left that platform. For a reason, I felt lost in the shuffle, and I felt like I didn't like fit in there. And because Mixer was small and growing, especially when they rebranded from Beam over to Mixer, I felt very like I didn't feel lost in the shuffle there. I didn't feel like a little fish in a in the ocean, you know. Even if I was streaming something obscure, like when I was streaming Pokemon TCG and other card games that like people were coming through and we would be talking about other games and just have chit-chatting it was chill like hangout vibes whereas twitch always felt like very clicky and you know you're not gonna you know unless someone you know someone who's gonna read you and host you and this and that like you're you're gonna you're gonna struggle on that platform and when i found out mixer sold out to facebook and Facebook Gaming now is a streaming platform. And it was just so abrupt. It was just out of nowhere. And they were like, oh, yeah, in 30 days on July 22nd, that's the last day Mixer is going to be operating. And it's like, ta-da, done. And it's like, really? Like, that? I feel like it was a breakup, you know? I wasn't, I wasn't a Mixer partner, okay? I wasn't pulling in thousands and thousands of followers with hundreds of views. I had 
I had my nice core three to four people that would show up, the regulars, this and that. But then also from me, from the standpoint of going into streams, I had friends that way. And it was a lot of fun. It was like, it was kind of like the Island of Misfit Toys where we kind of had, we were like, yeah, we're not pulling in thousands of viewers at a time and we're not, you know, getting these million dollar guaranteed contracts and stuff. But like, we're showing that all the people are wrong, you know, people are like, People always shit on Mixer, part of my language, because I do try and keep a nice, clean podcast, but they would shit on Mixer. You know, the jokes constantly from day one, whenever someone was like, oh, I'm going to leave Twitch and go to Mixer, they're like, oh, you'll be back, or have fun with your three to four viewers. Oh, look at the total amount of people using the website. It's like, yeah, but while Mixer had its problems with trolls, there was more, gen- a majority of people on there were genuinely there to support other streamers, hang out make friends chill it was not like hostile territory like twitch can be 75 percent of the time and you know it kind of hurt it like now i've i tried streaming on twitch on monday or was it tuesday i think it was tuesday it was after like the next day after everything happened and i was streaming man and madan i had a couple friends pop in because i have everything linked together so they saw on discord that i was streaming so they jumped in talked about pokemon and this and that and it was nice but like I just didn't feel, I wasn't feeling it, you know? It had nothing to do with the numbers or having to start fresh, because I did start fresh with zero. I'm up to 19 followers. Hey, that's cool. Appreciate it. But weighing my options, I was like, I don't know where to go. I definitely don't want to go to Facebook Gaming. Yes, I could technically live stream my gaming and everything else to to the Facebook page for this podcast. And that'd be kind of cool, because then I can also live stream recording the podcast to the Facebook group and their page and then you know we could do live q a's and i could piece them in at the end of the podcast i thought about that there was a appeal to facebook uh i don't really see an appeal to twitch having to start over like i don't want to like i started over when i left twitch to go to mixer now i have to start over going back like it's like uh it kind of reminds me of when i left san diego like in 2015 i left san diego i went back to connecticut for 10 months you know, personal life issues, death in the family, just rebuilding myself because, you know, I wasn't in a good place. So I went from Connecticut to San Diego, from San Diego back to Connecticut, then 10 months later, 11 months later, back to San Diego. And that was tough. It was tough moving back and forth when you finally feel at home somewhere, you know? And now I'm just like, great. Like, do I want to put forth it's not about, I don't want to say put forth the effort because it's not about effort. It's mental more than anything. It's like I feel discouraged and almost defeated. Like, you know, with quarantine, I got back into streaming more and I was having fun and I was actually enjoying it. And because I felt like there was no pressure to be a streamer on Mixer to the standpoint of, you know, it, yes, okay, I get it. That's me putting pressure on myself, you know, but Twitch just doesn't do it for me then i was looking at other options like there's still youtube gaming but you know i try and do stuff for youtube and i'm not gonna lie the numbers do discourage me but at the same time i know it's like hey there's a whole algorithm you gotta work it's another algorithm and they have to learn you know you can't treat mixer like twitch and twitch like youtube youtube like Facebook, like every social media platform or any like media platform you have to treat each one different they're not the same how i present myself with the algorithms on Instagram is different than with my Facebook page. It's different than Twitter, you know? So I get that. And 
with working full time and my main focus is always podcasting. That's why, you know, I delayed the other podcast because with working full time, I want to make sure it's done right. I don't want to rush anything. And that's really it. Like, I don't want to just jump in. Like, I even saw a mixer partner who I became cool with was on Trovo Live. And I was like, oh, this is a cool platform. I might check this out. But once again, like, it's learning another platform and being consistent. And I could be consistent. I have a set work schedule. But there's a lot of other things going on. And I don't know if I want to put all my eggs into the basket of streaming again. Um, It's something I have to think about. Like I said, I streamed on Twitch for I think like three or four hours the other day. And I was like, okay, like I wasn't feeling it. Like, but it's no different than being on Mixer, you know, from a standpoint, it's just a name, honestly, but it's just the environment, like being on that platform. Just, I didn't want to go back to that platform. And that's why I was on Mixer. But now it's kind of like, that's taken away from me. So my, my options are now limited and I'm forced to make a choice of something else that I never wanted to consider, you know? But I think every week I'm going to make like a different, like I'm going to try out Facebook gaming next week and Trovo to see how those go, see how I feel. I like it. And then after that, I'll probably make a decision at some point, you know, beginning of July, probably after the holiday, even though technically speaking, I feel like July 4th is canceled. I like, that's not really a holiday. Like I'm not going to any barbecues. I'm not going to see fireworks. I'm, I'm staying home. Staying away from everybody still, even though I probably would have done that anyways, because I actually don't like fireworks. Yeah, it's weird, but I don't. But yeah, that's that's really it. You know, it's been it's hot here and I'm just trying to, you know, relax, enjoy my free time before I have to go to work, you know, and I'm going to be working on editing some more episodes for the other podcast. I want to like I'm now I'm about 75 percent done with all the episodes I'm trying to get all of season one done and then upload them on, have them scheduled to be released. And then from there, I could start road mapping out when I want to drop season two. Um, Cause I was trying to think of timeframes where it's like, I think how it's going to work out. It'll be like, mm, depending on how many weeks or in the month and time frame. I'm thinking each season will probably be last like five to six months, then do like two months off. And then go and, you know, drop the next batch of episodes. Yeah, but for right now, I got, I've got about eight or nine episodes done, done, like 100% rendered down, mixed down, all the audio edited, intro music, everything else is done. And I got, you know, like another batch, of like seven, maybe so about 60% done, because I think I have like six or seven more episodes to do. Uh, it's very time consuming, because I go through and I nitpick every little section the audio completely making sure music is lined up and you know nothing sounds out of order because there's a lot of fact checking and source material to use so i just want to make sure you know it's done properly but that's it i thank you guys for coming out and listening to episode 45 of nerd name mark podcast wow jumbling my words i I, five episodes away i'm trying to think about what i want to do for episode 50 and because that's going to be this gonna be a good episode, I think. And I have, I'm trying to think of guests or what I could do. So if you have any suggestions, I have an email in the description. You can follow me on all social medias. So my Instagram, my Twitter, I now rebranded. They're just a nerd named Mark. So that's easy to find me there. Uh, and then 
I mean, twitch.tv slash nerdnamemark if and when I do decide to stream on there. But all, all the information's in the description of the podcast. Thank you guys for coming out and listening to episode 45 of Nerd Name Mark podcast. My name's Mark, and I'm a nerd. 